Let's talk a little bit about some substantive international issues you want to be president of the United States. Today, the Speaker uh, McCarthy, he refused to commit to even putting Ukrainian aid on the House floor after meeting with the Ukrainian President Zelensky. How concerned are you right now, Governor, about the growing resistance among so many of your fellow Republicans to providing this desperately needed assistance to Ukraine? I'm really concerned, Wolf, and given that I, you know, I went to Kyiv about six weeks ago, met with President Zelensky there, um, toured around the country, um, and saw the barbarism that's being committed by the Russian army, um, the deaths to civilians, the kidnapping of over 20,000 children. And this is a war that's being funded by the Chinese, Russians doing the fighting. Now the North Koreans and the Iranians both providing weapons for this. This is a threat to the United States. We have to stand with our allies and our friends and do this. And I think this kind of short-sighted isolationism, which is, is, is what Donald Trump has bred in our party. So you blame Trump for this? Oh, I absolutely do. Um, I absolutely do, because he's bred this kind of isolationism in the party, um, not understanding that America is only at our best and our strongest when we are leading in the world. Uh, and we leave that vacuum, the Chinese will fill it, Wolf. And I, you know, all these folks in my party who talk about how much they uh, resent are angry with, are threatened by the Chinese Communist Party, this is the time to send the Chinese Communist Party a message. Interesting. Uh, a, a very important issue that came up uh, in, in recent days. The Biden administration will not, repeat, not be providing Ukraine with what they want, these long-range attack missiles. When I interviewed President Zelensky at the UN earlier this week, he said to me that such a move would be a major loss for Ukraine at this desperate time. He needs those missiles. What do you think? I think that we've waited too long to give them all the weaponry they need to win the war. You know, look, President Biden has done better than President Trump did, and President Trump did better than President Obama did regarding Ukraine, in my view. But here's the thing, it's not good enough. He's given them just enough not to lose. We want them to win. People don't want these forever wars. Well, the way to end this war is to give them the weaponry they need to defeat the Russian army. They can do it. They've made gains in the counteroffensive um, here in the late part of the summer, early part of the fall. We, let's give them the weaponry we need. They need right now. We need them to win this war. We need to give them, along with our European allies, the weapons they need. And I want to be precise. Uh, the Biden administration is not going to be providing the attack of missiles, at least right now. They may change their mind and do it down the road. But you think what? It's too late? It's, it's wrong. It's just wrong, Wolf. And what it does is it, it elongates the war. I mean, I, I, look, I think President Biden has to stop hand-wringing on this. He, he was hand-wringing on the, on the Abrams tanks. He was hand-wringing on the F-16s. Now on these attack of missiles, let's stop it. Let's give them what they need. And look, if, if six months from now or two, you give them everything they need, they're not making progress in the war, then we have to reevaluate it. But we don't, can't reevaluate it smartly if we're not giving them what they need to win. Let's talk about a potential, you know, got, you know, and it could be a, a enormously painful for so many Americans if there's a government shutdown. Uh, and it looks like there's a lot of dysfunction among your fellow Republicans yeah. up on Capitol Hill right now. Is Kevin McCarthy the right leader, the right speaker to deal with this very important issue? I think he's the only speaker to deal with it at this point. You know, look, um, you have a very small number of people, as you know now, Wolf, four or five members of the caucus who 
are pushing it in this direction, but this is what happens when you have such a thin majority as he has. He's got the toughest job in Washington right now in terms of trying to manage all that. I think Kevin is doing the best he can, but I think he was honest today, and I think he needs to do more of this. He said these folks were trying to burn the house down, and I think he needs to be honest and strong about this and let people know exactly what's happening in the country. Uh, and, and, you know, let's face it. Your job when you come here is not to shut the government down. It's to run the government more efficiently. And by shutting it down, that's a cop-out. It's a cop-out. We have divided government. We've got to come to a resolution with the Senate and get this done. I'm going to get to some of the political issues that are coming up right now. As you probably know, Donald Trump, uh, he posted a series of social media attacks <laughs> going after you, yeah. attacks against you last night. He called you, and I'm reading now, a grifter. He attacked your record as governor of New Jersey, and he attacked your campaign. He clearly sees you as a potential significant rival. Right. Well, you know, he said himself, Wolf, um, a few, uh, few weeks ago, I only uh, attack number two. Well, he has stopped attacking Ron DeSantis, and he started attacking me. Um, you and I have sat here before and had this conversation. I told you that I was going to gain in this race. We've seen it now in all the polling in New Hampshire. I'm a second place in, in New Hampshire. Um, we are going to take on Donald Trump directly. Um, and uh, he doesn't like it when he's taken on directly and he's confronted. I'm the only one on that stage who is unwilling to raise my hand beside Asa Hutchinson and say I wouldn't support a convicted felon for president of the United States. Uh, he doesn't like when people stand up to him and call him out on the nonsense that he's involved in. And I guess he had a bad night last night. Maybe he had some bad Chinese food or something, Wolf. But at 1130 at night, a little indigestion, decided to attack me. Keep it coming, Donald. And by the way, if he had any guts, he'd get on the debate stage and he's got things to say about me. Stop hiding behind your social media site, your failed social media site, Donald, and start taking me on directly. Show up. Stop being a coward. The uh, Wall Street Journal editorial today uh, said this about Donald Trump's refusing to go to this second debate next week. And you see the headline there. Why is Donald Trump afraid to debate? Uh, and, and then Wall Street Journal editorial Page wrote this, he's ducking exchanges and with his competitors who could challenge his record and platform. Why do you think he's refusing to debate? Look, if, if, if I had his record, I wouldn't want to debate either. He said he was going to balance the budget in four years as a businessman. He added $7 trillion to the national debt. Said he was going to build a big, beautiful wall across the entire border of Mexico. He built 52 miles, a new wall in four years. And he said Mexico was going to pay for it. They never did. He said he was going to repeal and replace Obamacare. He had a Republican Congress. He couldn't get it done. Look, they're not, they're, that's not a record to be proud of. And what he also led to was... Joe Biden becoming the president of the United States. And lots of Republicans like me object to that as well. We want to win the White House back. He's afraid to get on that stage, lastly, because he doesn't want to face me, Wolf. I prepared him for the debates in 2016. I prepared him for the debates in 2020. He knows what that's like. He doesn't want the American people to see it. I do.